Hello, I am Nick Castros, and this is the OD Movement Podcast. We've got a very special episode lined up, as the discussion welcomes our first international guest. Phoenix joins me all the way from Macedonia to discuss his experiences, share on the addiction culture of his country, and talk a little about his vision. Phoenix calls addiction the greatest delusion that occurs in someone's mind, and I was shocked by some of the things that he brought up. He estimates that 80% of the Macedonian population drinks alcohol. Unlike in America, where addiction is stigmatized, substance abuse is expected and almost encouraged. In his mind, addiction was normal, and not drinking meant you had reached a low point in life. Basically, addiction is seen as a positive. Phoenix's story with alcohol started at 13. When he was 18, his father passed away, and, as a result, he became lost and was soon hooked on cocaine. His cocaine addiction lasted eight years. Phoenix talks about what it was like going to rehab in Bulgaria, a country different than from where he lived. He decided to go to rehab after his wife gave him an ultimatum. Clean up your act, or we're getting a divorce. There's no recovery community in the country. Phoenix tells me there is absolutely no education on the topic, and programs like AA and NA are non-existent. He shares on what it's like not having an in-person community of people to talk with, and stresses how important online communities like Instagram have been on his sobriety. In September, Phoenix and his wife started a nonprofit for drug and alcohol awareness, but they've had trouble getting the resources to do much implementation. In Macedonia, the entire country turns a blind eye to addiction and substance abuse. Phoenix talks about the drug laws and tells me how there's not only a lack of enforcement, but there's also widespread corruption. According to Phoenix, when overdoses happen, people refuse to recognize them for what they are, and the government controls the drugs in the country. Please send this message along to anyone who might be able to benefit from it, and if you enjoy the show, it would be greatly appreciated if you'd share the episode on social media, as it really helps to build our following. You can join the discussion on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OD Movement. And now, the interview with Phoenix. In my country, in, in, at the Balkans, the, the drug is, uh, I, I don't know how to say, uh, say it, it's uh, abnormally used thing. Uh, it's high. The, yeah, the alcohol is the same. Uh, around 80% of the people in Macedonia drink alcohol. Okay, wow. Yeah, and it's uh, not alcohol like beer or wine. Uh, it's called trachea. And it's uh, 50% with alcohol. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So so So, they drink to get drunk. Yeah. Uh, And the Balkans, people are drinking very, very much. Mm -hmm. And uh, in some way, that's the the starting point for the drug use. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because in Macedonia, we kind of... uh, not kind of, we, we're very happy people, we are party people, and uh, everything we do is uh, about uh, getting out, uh, getting drunk, getting high, mm-hmm. wherever, wherever you, you can, and whenever you can. So what are your thoughts on addiction? Uh, it's uh, the, the, the greatest delusion in, the, in someone's mind. I don't know. I I had thoughts before my sobriety mm-hmm. uh, about the addiction. Um, I thought that uh, it is something normal because in my environment uh, it was something normal. Mm-hmm. And 
if you don't do drugs, if you don't drink, uh, drink alcohol, you, you're an outsider. Right. It, you're outsider. You have reached the lowest point in your life. You don't drink. You, you, you don't have anything to die from. So, right. Wow. So addiction was almost seen as a positive from your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, um, the the starting points in, in the addiction are around 15 years old and so on. So okay. uh, at 15 years old, you, you're old and already an addict because your community supports that. Okay. So there, there is, I was going to ask you that, uh, I'll ask you now, there's no education when it comes to substance abuse, when it comes to drug use or anything like that, huh? No, there is no education. There's no rehab centers. We don't have a meetings, any meetings. Uh, we don't have any kind of meetings and, uh, it's really bad in our country. Uh, the, I don't know the, the people don't, don't know what, what is happening with them. I've been lucky in my life because uh, my family had money to send me to a foreign country, mm -hmm. the rehab center. And mm, I don't know. <laughs> we, we, like I told you, we, we don't have a standing point on addictions. It's culture. Walk me through your story. Well, I started uh, when I was uh, 13. And yeah, I was in uh, elementary school. Mm -hmm. We started drinking, let's see what it is and everything. Uh, we started with wine, not with uh, beer. Okay. Because beer is for pussies. <laughs> and I, everything started with that. Mm -hmm. And the fun, the, 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 the people, the, the joy and everything. Uh, we, we were like, I don't know, we were like, I'm the boss, I'm drinking. Right, it was the cool it. thing to do. Yeah, because I don't know if you know, but uh, in the Balkans, we are kind of, I don't know, like uh, Sopranos right now. Uh -huh. So everything like gangster and uh, crime and everything. Really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's, wow. So yeah. what what sort of drugs were you using? Uh, I was using most uh, mainly no not mainly uh, only cocaine. Okay. Uh, I never tried uh, heroin or I've used uh, MDMA, mm, ecstasy. Sure. Yeah, but uh, mainly it was cocaine with alcohol. Um, but uh, 0 0.3 grams, I don't know how much is that in pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, no, we do grams as well here. So you're from the, from the UK. No, I'm from the U S I'm from the U S but when we we're measuring, we're measuring drugs, it's ounces and grams. Okay. Uh, 0 0.3 grams, uh, in Macedonia is 50 euros. Oh wow! So, and a euro yeah. compared to a dollar, a euro is worth more than a dollar. Uh, it's uh, one euro is point nine, point eight, eighty-five from a dollar. Okay, okay, so it's pretty close. Yeah, a gram in the United States is about sixty bucks. Yeah. Uh, so it's really is, expensive there. Yeah, it's really expensive, and uh, uh, our economy is. Uh, 
I don't know, we are, we are very poor people. Mm. And uh, we have to do all kinds of things to, to get to drugs. Mm-hmm. So um, I told you already that he likes Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, and, living the gangster life, man. Yeah. And that, that, that's everything that, that is happening in uh, at the Balkans. I was lucky working a job that uh, that was bringing money so I can pay for my drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a mobile phone repair. Mm-hmm. I had jobs and uh, really nice money for this economy. It's very nice. And uh, I had the money. I had the pleasure. I had the, the girls. I had everything. <laughs> In the beginning, was uh, only alcohol. Then, uh, when I was eighteen, my father passed away, and uh, I was just before college, and I was kid, lost kid. Then mm-hmm. uh, I started to to do the cocaine. I was, I don't know, I, I was closed person, person then. Yeah, uh, I talk about that. Uh, he was my idol and everything. I idolized him and he was everything to me. And uh, I kind of threw, threw out my sister and my mother. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not alone on this planet. And he did kick me back in my head. That, <laughs> yeah. So I was an addict, cocaine addict, uh, about, not, no, about eight, year, eight years. Mm-hmm. And I was doing alcohol from my 13, so. So it sounds like things really took a turn when your father died. That's when your your, yeah. your drug use really yeah. got out of control. Yeah, no, I realized that when I was in rehab. And now when I talked to my doctor, before that, I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's life. It's okay. So... And that was a really awakening thing for me. Mm-hmm. The rehab. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel much, much better. And uh, I'm very happy that, that uh, I'm in this community like uh, we have on the Instagram because uh, I don't have people to talk about right. my and my sobriety. I, I, I have that kind of people in Macedonia. I was going to say, what is it like around where you're at? There, There is no like recovery community, it doesn't sound like. Mm, there is no recovery. There is only one person. He's from um, the UK. And he's here with his wife. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, uh, okay, I passed the 12 steps and we can do a uh a meeting mm-hmm. but uh, it's only me and him right and uh, i don't know it's kind of like i'm talking to just one person and uh, we had a couple of i don't know meetings and it was like nothing yeah like, I, and he, he knows everything about me i know everything about him and that's it yeah, there, well, there's no more. There's no more room for for anything else. Just when it's just the two yeah. of you. Yeah, my uh, I don't know. My friends uh, are like uh, I was after I got out uh, from the rehab center. I was on a wedding, 
four days after I got out. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was really big challenge. And uh, all my friends were putting uh, cocaine under my uh, plate. And I, I was like, no, I, I, I don't want right. uh, to take cocaine. And they were like, you're a dead man. You allowed your wife to, uh, to manipulate you and everything. And I, was, I didn't know what, what to say to them. But um, That's amazing to me. Yeah, and they, they, we, we, we don't have the sobriety. We, we don't know what it, what it is. Uh, in my country, we have uh, restaurants. In our country, it's called Kafana. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are there like from 3 p.m. till 2, 3 a.m. Wow. So it's we are heavy drinkers, and uh, one person to to uh, to consume that much alcohol, he must do drugs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we are one unhealthy society. What are the drug laws like? I mean, if you get caught with a bag of cocaine, what happens? Uh, that's the funniest part. It doesn't have nothing really yeah uh, our like in your country i don't know secret service uh, in your, there, yeah there is secret service but i think you're t- thinking of uh the what is it dea drug enforcement agency no 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 the dea it doesn't exist in my right country. right right yeah uh, the Secret Service, the chief of the Secret Service, okay. doing in uh, in every bar, in every. Oh, it's, it's so it's open, just that. It's, it's just that. Thing. Wow. Yeah, it's open thing, and uh, we don't have uh, dead counts. We we don't have overdoses. We don't know what is that. Do they just not like what? Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, they've uh, got to happen. They just like get swept under the rug. Yeah, uh, we we had about a month or so. Uh, we had uh, dumped body in a, in a river in our hometown, mm-hmm. and it was like, uh, no, we don't want to to say nothing about the kid. We know we all know who who the kid is and why he's dumped in the river and everything. And the family doesn't want to admit that he's in the river because of the drugs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we, our kid is the best and everything. And uh, I don't know, they, they, they're all in denial. Yeah, just delusional, man. Yeah, it can, we can't have awareness. We can't have anything in my country. So that's why I'm in this community. I was going to say, that's got to make recovery so difficult for you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that for me, it's a miracle to, to, to stay sober. Right. But I will, I'm, I'm doing things to, to raise awareness in my country, but it's difficult also because all the doors are closed mm-hmm. for all the thing, things in my country. Tell me a little bit about what you are doing and how do you, that's just got to be so tough. You've got a tough task ahead of you, my friend. Yeah. uh, Well, uh, my wife and I, in September 2018, uh, 
opened a non-profit organization mm-hmm. uh, for drug awareness and alcohol awareness. And um, that kind of um, organizations are uh, mainly uh, financed by, by the government mm-hmm. and for from foreign money. But when we knocked on, I don't know, thousand doors, we knocked on thousand doors and nobody gave gave us money. I told my story and they were like, ah, okay, okay, but we we won't give you money. Well, why would you need money? And um, I'm planning to to finalize the the twelve steps and to start my own A and A. That's awesome. But I don't have the resources in in this country. Right. We don't have the 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 mindset of the people. We don't have the we don't have anything. And that's it. And uh, now I was very uh, happy. When I um, saw that the 14th of September is Sobriety Day, mm-hmm. Day of Sobriety, and uh, I'm making every effort to make something here in Macedonia for that day, and to to change the the opinion of the people. Mm-hmm. Nah. You're doing some great things. How have your beliefs changed? Like I I know that you mentioned that. Did it, it kind of it kind of shifted over time. Was it progressive, or did it just happen all at once when you were in rehab? I must admit, uh, my belief changed when um, I was a person that uh, my phone rang about about two hundred times a day. <laughs> and, uh, when I was in rehab, I had that peace in mind that uh, I didn't have my phone. Right. Uh, I wasn't thinking about money. I wasn't thinking about trend. I wasn't thinking about anything. I kind of raised that in my mind that uh, I'm alone in this planet. Mm-hmm. Mm, the thing that I'm carrying with me for eight years, uh, from when I was 18 years old, I raised all of that. And uh, I, in fact, realized that I have people around me. Mm-hmm that uh, I have a family, I have a wife. I didn't need friends that uh, don't know what, what's happening around them. Right. So I uh, had to stay in rehab for 21 days. days and uh, I made a drama there <laughs> at the 18th day mm-hmm. because I realized where I am, I realized what I what I've become and uh, what I've done to myself. Mm-hmm. And I went out from the 18th day. But I don't know. It it was hard, but now I'm okay. Where did you go to rehab? Uh, in Bulgaria. What was that like going from one country? How's the rehab facilities there? It was, I don't know, it was uh, old-fashioned facility, uh, old school mm-hmm. from the 1950s uh, in some village. Mm-hmm. And it was very hard because the Bulgarian uh, language is very different from the Macedonian. You can understand what they are talking about, but... Uh, 
I don't know, they, they have di different expressions, di different uh, words. And it, I don't know, it was very, very hard. And it was uh, the type of facility that uh, we have only three toilets for 25 people. Oh, man. Uh, we are doing gardening, everything that needs to be done mm -hmm. at the facility. And we had only one uh, psychiatrist psychiatrist and uh, one medical assistant that was it for wow. us five people very very humble and, system yeah in, um, in macedonia we have rehab centers but uh, there are four rehab centers uh, but they are using methadone instead of drugs yeah and you get hooked on methadone and it's the same thing same exact thing right right I was learning things about me at the rehab center that even I didn't know about me. Yeah. Uh, it was psych therapy. It was, uh, I don't know, I, I had uh, things that uh, I haven't done since high, since high school. Mm -hmm. uh, that made me to they made me write some things they made me read some things and i quickly came out from that delusion yeah. that i'm not an addict and i realized that in fact i'm an addict and i have to work on myself now uh, how does macedonia compare to the rest of europe do you have any sort of idea as to how it is we are not in the European Union. Okay. Uh, we are part of Yugoslavia. We are very like-minded people. We are nationalists. Okay. Uh, and uh, we like only ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was a very strange thing for uh, the people I know who saw my Instagram profile. What are you doing? You you don't have to do this. You're a Macedonian. You're not American. You're... <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the mentality is uh, all wrong. Um, is we live day by day. We don't think about the future. Mm -hmm. Today and that's it. When we wake up the next morning, it's a brand new day. It's. I don't know. You 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 can be a, a different person. So it's very tough in my. I don't know on the Balkans. Wow. Yeah, I I can imagine. How? Yeah. When did yeah. you realize it was a problem? Like, what made you? What made you change? <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, I didn't realize. My wife uh, gave me an ultimatum mm -hmm. that. Uh, she, she didn't know that uh, I, I reached to a point that uh, I was doing two grams a day. Oh, wow. And I, I, there was no time before the coffee in the morning I, that I was doing. I was sniffing and that, that was everyday life. And she didn't know that uh, it was so much. And she was following the money. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and she realized, and she gave me ultim ultimatum that if I 
go to rehab and if I get back on my feet, that she will be with me and we, <laughs> we won't have a divorce. So you guys I, didn't, you're still together? Yeah, we're still together. That's and uh, I don't know, I, I didn't realize at the time. So that was my, I was drinking, I was doing cocaine. It was, for me, it was, that was everything. Mm-hmm. I was working from nine till, till eight in the evening. And uh, while I was working, I was sniffing and that was every day. Mm-hmm. So it was like uh, good morning to me. Yeah. Everything. It is exactly the same for me. It's crazy how, how it, it takes over and it does it quickly, you know? Yeah. Um, so sorry if, <laughs> if I ask you, but uh, what was your drug? I was chewing fentanyl. I was eating fentanyl patches. But I, I, I always say that my drug was more than anything. It was just more. Like I, I was doing cocaine. I was doing all the opiates, heroin, fentanyl, uh, yeah. alcohol, marijuana. There, there wasn't anything that I wasn't doing. And it got to a point with me where uh, I was married. My wife gave me the ultimatum. I went to rehab the first time. It didn't work. She kicked me out. We ended up getting a divorce. And then I ended up overdosing really, really badly in 2014, December of 2014. And I ended up in the hospital for two weeks. And that was that was when I like made a change. I, I decided like I just couldn't do it anymore. So it, it's interesting to me that, that you may got clean with your with your wife's kind of pushing it not necessarily pushing it but but encouraging it on you because it seems like that that's difficult for people to get clean when it's someone else who who's initiating it yeah yeah i don't know i i was like no i'm i'm not an addict I, I'm, I'm doing this only for the weekends i'm doing this only for fun only for i don't know and then she realized that it's not the weekends and so we kind of kind of have the, the the same story but it's not the same right very it's, similar yeah i i can imagine really how was uh, how is it for you for, to to get through the divorce and everything it was a blessing honestly the relationship <laughs> well cuz our, our relationship was kind of don't ask, don't tell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I was working a job at a mortgage company here. I was selling mortgages for houses, and I was making a, a lot of money. And as long as I was making money, she was happy. So, yeah. so when it got to the point where the drugs took over and I wasn't able to do my job anymore, that's when it became an issue. So for me, I don't think that I ever thought that she was doing it because she thought that was like in my best interest. It was just about satisfying her, like, you know, her interests. So it wasn't, we didn't have a very good relationship and I didn't realize that. And I would have never ended the relationship, you know? So I'm really, I'm glad and I'm grateful that, that she did, that she had the balls to, to go ahead and, and separate from me. How long have you, yeah. How long have you been clean for now? Uh, now I'm clean for uh, one year and eight days. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and I can tell you that uh, now I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. With all the alcohol and the drugs and everything, uh, I feel like a new man. Mm-hmm. 
how do you think that as a society we could better combat addiction? How do you think that we make that change? I think that uh, it's very different from the United States. Uh, you have the the thing about the stigma and right. stigma, and I don't know. We we didn't we don't have even a stigma. No, I was we, gonna say it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, it's normal thing, and uh, I know it will be tough, very very tough. I've been thinking about this one year and eight days, mm-hmm. and uh, I have all all different kind of uh, strategies to to uh, raise awareness, but I don't have support. Right, I don't have support in Macedonia. I only have the support from uh, this community that is, with, I don't know, when, when you're feeling bad to to. Um, realize that you are not alone mm-hmm. and here in Macedonia when you call someone he'll tell you tomorrow it will be okay <laughs> it's a brand new day tomorrow <laughs> so I don't know we, we have a programs that uh, we developed our, ourselves ourselves my wife and I and uh, we are planning to, to introduce them to the people who come on the event uh, on 14th of September, but we will see. Only one people uh, have been spoken about about uh, his times while he was doing drugs and he was drinking. Mm-hmm. But uh, it lasted about one year, and he continued to drink. <laughs> yeah, so that's that, that was the. F- uh, First public speaker, oh, yeah. and all the people were like, "Look at this idiot! What is he doing?" So that's amazing to me that there's yeah. no there's no support as far as in the country. Yeah, we uh, the people and the, the organization that we uh, we've been in contact with. Uh, didn't believe that we don't have a support uh, and uh, we send them the letters of uh, rejection and everything mm-hmm. about support and they were like shocked how can this be you have to get right. you have to be getting money from your country because you're clearing edicts from the street and you're promoting health healthy life and everything it's not yeah it's like i've never i would have never realized that it's like that yeah i think that we'll be okay we're making everything in our power Mm -hmm. to to make things right there was a time uh when i first started the the instagram profile when i thought that everything was uh i don't know rose and everything was beautiful Mm -hmm. i thought uh, now I, I will make a fundraiser and I will get all the money for uh, the rehab center and for all the programs but I didn't it didn't work out so we are waiting a little bit more time uh, I'm waiting because I'm writing my book uh, mm-hmm. 
waiting my book to to be published. It's exciting. And, yeah, and then I I think that uh, finally we can make the fundraiser and uh, my message can reach all the people in the world because uh, my country needs to to change, my government needs needs to change, and yeah. they are listening. So if they don't take some precautions about that, because the drugs in my country, government control. Mm -hmm. And that is public secret. That's amazing. And yeah, it's very, it's very bad because uh, one year ago we, uh, we became <clears throat> two language uh, country. Mm -hmm. Macedonian and Albanian, and you can imagine what we have in our country. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> We're like <laughs> the the 16th country in the world because we have first countries, second countries, third countries in the world. We're 16 countries. In the wow. World. So that's the, the truth about my country. This has been awesome. Phoenix, you know, thank you for coming on. Do you have anything else to add before we sign off? Stay sober. <laughs> you too, my brother. Yeah. Have a great day. Yes. Late here, so. Get some rest yeah. and I will take it easy. We'll be in touch. Okay, my friend? Yeah.